When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Obviously, it destroys Carlos Sainz's car and they go, oh, the manhole comes up and it's completely destroyed his floor. I know what we'll do. We'll give him a 10-place grid penalty yes. for, for fixing his car. Pure force majeure situation, completely innocent for, for Carlos and for Ferrari. And all the teams had to do was agree with that and it would have just been forgotten and one of those things. Ulterior motives. Hello and welcome back to the On Track GP podcast with me, Joe, and today, Abby and Richard. Lovely to see you both. What a race. My God, I loved that Vegas race. Abby, score it out of 10. Um, I would give it... I'd give it an eight. Okay. I know you really love it. And like, it was great. I loved it. I just think there was a lot of, it was a lot of showmanship. Yeah. It was was very Vegas. And I get that's the point, but less about the racing. I felt like, especially in the build up, more about the, the yeah, about everything that had gone on as well leading up. I'd give it a nine. I'd say. I'd give it a nine too, Richard. I think if we had a bit, if we had a bit of rain, it could have been a 10. Yeah. I'd say a nine. I really enjoyed it. I was really happy I woke up for that. Yeah, well, it was early. That was the other thing. Um, well, look, let's go back to th- what was Thursday. Or was it Friday for us? Thursday night for them. Friday morning for us when I was fuming. Carlos when signs. when as a- It sort of happened as I woke up, right? The dude drives over a manhole cover and they think it was the downforce of the car is so strong that it basically ripped up the, the top. Uh, of this thing, big hole in the ground, and completely destroys his his chassis. Richard, what the hell was going on there? It's exactly what you said. It's it's just the pressure from the vacuum underneath the cars, and with the with Formula One cars and any high level racing car, probably 80 percent of the downforce is generated underneath, and that's why when you see in the rain, you get these huge what we call rooster tails coming off the back. That's the air escaping, and it's just the pressure and it literally pulls the covers up. And it's not something which just happens on street circuits. We remember Roman Grosjean in Malaysia a few years ago, he managed to rip one up and had the mm. same the same effect. Um, and it sucks and everything, but the reality is- Literally. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Nice. Free one for you there. Uh, sorry, carry on. <laughs> the only way to, um, to be able to test it, because the force, I mean, a Formula One car is generating probably four tons of downforce. The only way to test it is to run over it with a Formula One car. Yeah. And because there's nothing, there's no contraption on the world. You don't have a vacuum cleaner, a vacuum cleaner, a Dyson, which can simulate, uh, simulate that level of force. So it's just one of those things. And it's very common when with, with new street circuits, it happens. Baku had it before. And it's just one of those things. And okay, what happened with it? It sucks and everything. Um, 
but I don't. It's, you can't say that that Las Vegas or Formula One did a bad job with that part of it. Now with, with the rest of it, the that's fallout. A different story. So two things happen after that. Uh, number one is that obviously it destroys Carlos Sainz's car, and they go, "Oh, the manhole covers come off." and it's completely destroyed his floor. I know what we'll do. We'll give him a 10 place grid penalty yes. for, for fixing his car. Completely that seems fair. What? Yeah, completely out of order when I saw that. I mean, it is not the fault of Carlos Sainz or Ferrari that- For once, what, yeah, thank for, God. For, for once, what's happened with this manhole cover. In my opinion, I mean, surely they know the amount of downforce or some idea on, on the circuit. Mm. So if there's a manhole cover, is there not something that you can do to protect that from making sure it doesn't damage well, your they car? Well, they weld them I mean, normally, yeah, right? Yeah, they do. They normally weld them. and But, the th you know, it, it, it's just one of those things. Obviously, you, you don't use the same weld in, in each part of the, of the world. And there's, diff uh, there's different uh, types of tarmac. There's so many variables. There's different types of materials for the manhole cover. You just don't really know. And it's, it is kind of one of those things where unless they get a mandated system where they have the FAA's mandated manhole mm. cover materials and tarmac and everything. Mm. But that would just be... Maybe, maybe they should have to do that if they're having a street circuit because that was really damaging to Carlos Sainz. And who, dangerous. Yeah, very, and, dangerous. very dangerous. And also, you know, he had a brilliant qualifying yeah. and then that just kind of impacted him for that whole entire weekend. And it wasn't his fault. And I, I think it was a really harsh punishment for... I get it that, you know, if they've got to replace certain things that you're going to have a penalty, especially this late on in the season. But at the same time it wasn't his fault and why should that impact carlos Sainz's weekend and ferrari's weekend but there is a provision in the regulations that states if all of the teams agree then the penalty doesn't have to happen so and which team didn't, didn't agree want to re revoke the penalty let's yeah. have a think was it toto wolf and mercedes by any chance and if you ever wanted to know why formula one teams are bickering about these great new to potential teams coming in like General Motors and Andretti and everything. This is a prime example of that. A pure force majeure situation, completely innocent for, for Carlos and for Ferrari. And all the teams had to do was agree with that and it would have just been forgotten and one of those things. Ulterior motives. Yeah. But again, imagine if that was, if that happened to Lewis or George Russell, and then imagine the fuss Toto Wolf would have kicked up about that penalty. So. Yeah. I know that, and also, you know, Ferrari can, can you know, now catch Mercedes. And I think actually, it's four points it's, now. Yeah, and I hope they do. I really I hope they do because of decisions like that that went against Ferrari. I'm glad that, you know, they managed to have a half decent weekend in the end. Well, we'll get into the race in a second, but the, sec exactly. the second thing that happened is that I think the Las Vegas Grand Prix mucked up big time here by, so they had to delay FP2 because they had to fix this thing. They can't have the cars going over a, <laughs> some sort of like apocalyptic <laughs> hole in the, in the road, uh, the pit to hell. Um, so they had to fix that. But they, they kept saying, oh, we're gonna run it, we're gonna run it, we're gonna run it. Oh, actually, we're gonna run it at end, I think ended up being 2 a.m., but everybody needs to leave. All fans need to leave by 1.30 a.m. So they kick everybody out. People have seen nine minutes of racing, mm -hmm. and they offer them a $200 gift card. A Charles Leclerc hoodie costs $350 from the Las Vegas F1 shop. Absolutely. That is disgraceful. I think there was an ulterior motive going on there. I think that the problem is, and if you look at f one statement is, um, Let's be perfectly honest, in America, they're not really shy of lawsuits. Mm -hmm. And uh, if, if F1 had come out and given a refund and said, we're so sorry, which they should have done, uh, they would have then left themselves completely open and liable. In the end, they've been sued anyway. Well, this is it. Now they can actually try and defend themselves as much as they can. But had they admitted fault and done that, then they would have 
everybody would have taken them to town basically interesting so i, I think there was a, a political element there to try and protect themselves from the inevitable lawsuit well you just <laughs> mentioned it the lawsuit has come through from dimopolis law firm uh, and they've launched a, uh, a class action lawsuit against liberty media and the event organizers uh, for the thirty-five thousand fans that were affected by this uh, which is pretty dramatic i mean i don't very remember anything american. like this it's so american. so american better call saul it's very those <laughs> vibes uh but we'll keep an eye on that but let's get to the race let's put thursday which was just absolute <laughs> monstrosity it couldn't have gone worse and everyone's going if this race isn't good then vegas are stuffed that mm. people are going to hate on this place for the next 10 years because they've messed it up so much but we get to qualifying we have a ferrari one two lockout carlos signs ends up uh, 12th because of the uh, penalty. penalty. It was an exciting and then we get qualifying to the as well. Great because every, everyone was so close, you know. So it, it, it wasn't just like, oh, Ferrari were just really good. It was a really, it kept you it kept you glued to the screens, you know. You never knew who was going to go out of each session. So we get to the race. We get to corner number one. <laughs> Max Verstappen starting on the front row alongside. And again, we've got a little bit of Vegas controversy as Max Verstappen absolutely throws it up the inside of turn one deliberately and I don't think anyone can say this deliberately sending Charles Leclerc very 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 wide and taking track position he's then eventually given a five second penalty but it doesn't really affect too much because he's got the track position which is more powerful than, than the five seconds yeah. Abby you're a big Max Verstappen fan I'm a big Charles Leclerc fan what's your view on I this? I didn't I have to say I thought it was quite harsh I didn't think he really massively the penalty was harsh no I don't think I, in terms of yeah I think the penalty was harsh I don't think he like pushed him off what? I just don't think he did and I think even like the comment like the commentary kind of said they felt like they had to punish him because it wasn't like he'd, he'd done things maybe completely correctly. But it, I felt like if they were really going to punish him, a five second penalty to Red Bull and Max, it's really not that much. I mean, well, he's, usually, he's usually got a 10 plus gap, you know, in races and, and things like that. But they obviously wanted to make an example. I don't think it was that bad. So you do, do you think what Max did was a legal move? Uh, no, I think, okay. it was, <laughs> I, think it, I think it was a little battle, a battle between two, and he comes out stronger. No, it was completely <laughs> illegal. Richard, you're a professional driver. Tell me, that's an illegal move by Max Verstappen, isn't it? If I was looking at that incident as a steward, I would have, the first thing I would have thought was, if Charles wasn't there and there was a wall there, would Max have made the corner? And the reality is he wouldn't have made the corner. And therefore, he put Charles in a position where Charles had no choice but to go off the track. Yeah. So therefore, I think the penalty was justified. And again, I, I, I think they were probably a bit confused what to do. And I think in hindsight, they should have reversed the positions. But 100% it was. IndyCar it. Just flip the positions. It was a yeah. bit odd that they didn't flip the positions. Just make that There was course. a lot of talk on yeah. the radio about doing that. And then they obviously went with the penalty, which, as I said, giving a five-second penalty to Rebel is really not going to affect them that much. Especially his third place at that time was quite a long way back. It wouldn't have actually been like they would have potentially dropped a few more places. Mm -hmm. and, they were, and, and, and they were like, the, I think the track position in that scenario is much more powerful. Yeah. You'd rather have track position okay. and a five-second penalty if, so, so I understand why Max has done it because really that Ferrari were quick oh, and he knew he had to do something. He had to do it. So if you look at it from that point of view, like I understand why, but Max is the sort of driver kind of like Schumacher that will find anything in the rules and go, right, if I can get myself ahead and take a five second penalty, well, well great. Yeah, you've got a car Fant that's good enough to respond Fantastic. to a five second penalty. So I do understand it, but... Um, do you know what I liked about it positions. though? Was, I think it was the first time for a long time that Max has felt a bit threatened 
and that mm-hmm. you know there were people who could actually compete with him on a level playing field, which he's been so dominant this year. He hasn't had. That was the first shade I've seen of his driving that we saw in 2021. Yeah, you know that sort of aggression. Dark and ev- hearts. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody's thinking, oh, maybe he's matured and stuff like that and calmed down. It's made me think if everybody can catch up to Red Bull next year, we might be seeing a bit more of the feisty old Max mm. that made it Formula One so entertaining in 21. I'd love to see that. Um, we had behind what was happening at that turn one, we also had a sort of complete cha- chaotic <laughs> incident of Alonso and Sainz spinning, Bottas, Perez and Hamilton all got caught up in it as well. I mean, it was a carnage first 15 seconds. Yeah, they? it was. I feel like for the last, for the first like half an hour, I'd seen like six laps or something like that. <laughs> it, was, it was just uh, all mental, you know, the, the Alonso spinning. And then I don't know who it was. Was it, uh, was it Bottas that just Bottas kept kind of driving into him? Just like, yeah, it was uh, when you can't turn around on America or the F1 game. It was, um, it was actually quite amusing but um also you know lando going out so early on smashing it into the wall and you know luckily he is okay but again that was that was really disappointing mm. for me because as much as i'm a rebel fan i really like mclaren and we're already kind of open in here about mm. how we how we love lando and, and oscar and really rooting for them mm. and it was it was a shame because i was expecting them to have a have a really good weekend too mm. um and it was just all very chaotic and i think that also comes with being on a new circuit you know the they were all kind of at a level playing field this weekend none of them had really Obviously, you'd had practice and stuff and simulation, but it's not the same as actually driving physically on the track. Um, and I, I felt that it could have been an interesting weekend in terms of you know that battle at mm. the top. But I, and I expected to see McLaren kind of up there, and it was a real shame what kind of what kind of happened. But Lance Stroll P five mental. Oh god, yeah, I mean, that, that was absolutely mad. That was absolutely nuts. Coming back to to Lando and McLaren generally, I mean, not 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 a good weekend. And I know that you've got some views on on that Norris crash, right? Yeah, it was it was to be honest with you, it was something that I worried about when I watched the onboard from free practice one because if you actually the one area you can tell when a Formula One car is hitting the ground is you get these uh, these sort of bright wood colours marks on the tarmac which is where they're scraping and you could see they were scraping from free practice one which is mm-hmm. when they're not pushing they're running conservative with ride heights and everything and on that sort of corner when you where you've got a car bottoming out like that it, it's very very nerve-wracking when you're in qualifying you've got really high tire pressures peak performance massive grip for new tires low fuel you don't care about it you just mm-hmm. crack on but in a racing situation you know, basically you want to keep the car as low as possible to get as much downforce as possible. But of course that's affected by the tire pressures and obviously with it being cold and these slow laps and slow starts, low energy through the tires, etc. The tires don't come up to pressure as quickly as normal, which means because the, the tires don't have as much air in them, the car is running at a lower level. Mm-hmm. And oh, L- Lando's whether, you know, he, he the, that means when the car bottoms out, it stays bottomed out for a longer amount mm. of time, which means the downforce from the floor, which is about 80% of the total downforce, is completely cut. And that's why, you know, corners where you have bumps in the middle of it are really, really treacherous. So it, it's one of those things where if you're not, not a, if you're not on a corner where the car's bottoming out, you have normal grip. To be honest, at low pressures, you probably have more grip than uh, if anything. But on those high-speed corners where you bottom out, it just snaps and there's nothing you can do. And I'm really happy to see Lando's okay because I've hit concrete walls before and they absolutely suck. Mm. Yeah, I bet. Like, it's, it's not the pain, it's just the violence of it. And like, it's the G, it's the, oh. I remember you talking about the, the, the Gs that you stop it's, so quickly it's, that it's, it's your body is sort of thrown that, that other way. Any impact with a concrete wall, when you actually watch it on TV, you look at it and you go, oh, that doesn't look too bad. If you watch it in slow motion, it's frightening. Mm. And as I said, fortunately, I've only hit one once and at slow speed, but God, it hurt. Yeah. 
well, he did go to the medical center for a checkup after and, and seems to be as though everything's fine. He left later that day, which is um, which is really, really good. Getting back to the race, Verstappen in the end won it. But my God, mm. we saw some good racing between mm. three. Mm. We, we had so many different points in the race where we had a different race leader between Verstappen, Leclerc and Perez. And Perez. It was it was really nice to see some racing out yeah there. it was and i think that's something that maybe we've missed this season you know with with red bull's dominance and you know maybe checo again not getting out of q2 but again you know does well to making his way up the pack and it could have been a red bull one two and again second been. week running <laughs> second week running checo bottles it at oh. the final lap and I cannot quite believe it because we've, we've said it so many times. I mean, we're like a broken record like on this channel about Checo. And I just think it was very amateur, very amateur defending. This is an incredibly accomplished driver. Um, and he's been disappointing. We've made no kind of feat about it this season. He has been very disappointing for us. But I think that when you're sitting there on the last lap, you have to bring it home. And it was just, it, I, look, as, a, as a racing driver, and you, you'll know more now. than me. And yeah, just to, to do it two weeks in a row, I think that's oh. pretty unacceptable. You know, my dad used to, when I was karting, he used to record all of my races with a handheld camera so he could watch them back. And there was one race when I was 13 where I was really stupid and knew I'd made a mistake afterwards. And I didn't block in a very similar way to, to Perez on the last lap when I was leading. And five cars, carts went by me. Oh, and gosh. gosh, I learned some new words when I watched that <laughs> video back, you know, for a 13-year-old. That yeah. was some mature language. But I deserved it. And it was identical. That shouldn't be happening when you're 13 years old, let alone when you're in Formula 1. Talk me, talk, talk me through what, what, what should Perez be doing in that situation. Why earth didn't he even move to the inside you just get you just park your car on the inside and it's very similar to what max did when he overtook leclerc max overtook leclerc on the inside and thought that leclerc was giving him the room leclerc then tried to outbreak him on the outside so max just released a break and put leclerc in a position where he couldn't turn into the corner he had to let max go checo just park your car on the inside and then when leclerc goes down just release the brake so you're always a little bit ahead of him and if he breaks too late, you know that he's breaked too late and he'll run straight on. Mm. The wall comes back out. He's going to be the one who hits the wall first. The fact he didn't even move to the inside, I have no idea what he was thinking. I mean, you just always know rule number one in defending, inside. Yeah. Uh, and that's the first thing you learn when you're in racecraft, when you're like nine years old. For him to have made that, honestly, I... I that could be if he doesn't get second in the championship. I think he, he might. I think have, he uh, might, have might have. I think he's, he's confirmed. And he's lucky it now. because. But that's that's not from him. I think that's just from you know Mercedes because yeah. Mercedes Lewis and Ferrari. Yeah, they 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 didn't they didn't capitalize on it. But I don't. I think that second place is very much not a myth. But I think it's. Yeah, it's I, I think if it wasn't for the, for the earlier races in the season. Yeah, I mean, that would have honestly for me if if he didn't come second, then this would have been the nail in the coffin because that just that, that shows that the confidence is just completely and utterly deflated because that was so poor. But just to wow. do it twice in the, you yeah. know in the last two races, both by can't. like a tenth. I think one of them was half a tenth and one of them was yeah, one point like zero point one seven. Brazil was, was half a tenth. It's Absolutely just crazy. crazy. Two standout performances that you uh, mentioned. One of Lance Stroll. Mm ending p5 from p19 i mean what an underrated performance we didn't really, didn't surely really see any of it surely he was driving he was just like da, 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 da. here <laughs> i am and i'm finished fifth and now i'm going to the casino daddy money um uh, this is what a great performance fair play yeah just got on with his job it was actually really professional we didn't even i don't think we heard him on the radio all race either it wasn't a particularly quick oh. car this weekend the aston martin he just sort of did the business also another one was um Esteban Ocon. correct he, finishing you know, finishing fourth fourth 
from 16. It's really random. Potentially a little bit of handbags with Gasly as well because he yeah. ignored the team orders. Oh, and Gasly plummeted at the end. I heard there was some sort of battery issue or something uh, going on with him. But, he, he, you know, why was the Alpine quick? <laughs> was like, that should not have been quick know. here. There's no reason why that car should have been good, but it was great. Yeah, it was um, really a kind of a best of the rest this weekend, you know, mm. especially with kind of like McLaren out of the mix. It it kind of allows you to see these other cars that have underperformed all season long in an Alpine mm. um, and Lance Stroll in particular. I mean, it looked good for them. Why not? Good for them. I absolutely loved it. I honestly thought there was so much action throughout the race, yeah. even to the point where we see grumpy old Justin Bieber waving the uh, <laughs> waving the flag. He was dressed all in black. Had he come straight from a funeral or something, you know? It was just like, lighten up, mate. It's the Las Vegas Grand Prix. I know you've got quite a nice idea about checkered flags. Yeah, because every time they, you know, there's there's enough celebrities in Formula One now. We get that they want the celebrity factor and you just need to watch the, the grid walks and stuff like that. And no one really cares about who waves the checkered flag. And when you see someone like Justin Bieber, who clearly doesn't want to be there, you know, that just, um, it takes the shine off of, of what the excitement for the Formula Formula One is. And so what you want is people who are truly passionate. So why don't they get, I'm sure Formula One must work with a charity somewhere. I'm not sure who it is. But why don't they have a sweepstake where anybody who's bought a general admission or a grandstand ticket is allowed to enter a raffle for five or ten pounds. And then your name or number will get drawn out of a hat and you get to wave the wow, checkered flag. that'd be so good. And all so the money cool. goes to the charity of Formula One's uh, association. So cool. Good and, idea, you and, should pitch it. And then you get, you know, you'll get a really passionate fan waving it like a crazy man. You'll and get kids doing exactly. it, like with, the, with parents or whatever. I think it's lovely. That's a really nice idea. And um, instead of Justin Bieber, who just like... Ugh. Probably got paid like a million pounds to just wave yeah. the flag for 10 seconds. He and does make good music, just putting it out there. Yeah, I'll not have a right? word said against his there's boyfriend a, from a, 2009 or whatever. A what song. a song. Sorry, there's a good reason I've never listened to to the radio with you guys. <laughs> you I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I'd say there's a few odd songs. I honestly thought that was that was I mean and, and Vegas, my God, did they need a good race. After what happened on the well, Max Thursday, Max Max Stafford made it very clear he's not up for Vegas whatsoever. No. <laughs> but he came out at the end of the weekend went, can't wait to come back next yeah, can't year. Wait to come back next year. But in terms of I you know, I, it was a very showman yeah. base race. And I think that that is just where we're going with with Formula but One, isn't know, it? I, I've got a feeling, to be honest, I got a feeling that this race could end up replacing Miami yeah that is Maybe, a little rumor yeah. because I think that it's proven it's got good racing which Miami never has and it's a lot more relatable to, to, to people than Miami is mm -hmm. and you know Vegas stands out on a map a lot more than Miami does yeah. and do you really need two exquisite showbiz races in one country no, maybe no. not. You know, if you have, you could have Austin, which is obviously just a great event. Everyone loves it. Vegas, and then maybe it opens another market in the USA, a New York street race, for example. Very, oh, interesting. very interesting. I'll leave you with this. My favorite clip from the weekend, <laughs> which honestly, if I think about it, I'm going to start crying with laughter again, where the announcer goes, Sergio Checo Perez. And Perez right, walks right. onto the screen expecting the interview and then just sort of goes, look, looks at the cameras and goes, and then the, guy, the other guy's just sort of standing there. There's no one making any noise. And then he sort of goes, what am I supposed to do? Uh, if you haven't seen that clip, just search Sergio Checo Perez on Twitter or whatever. It's so, it's, it made my favorite Formula One clip of the year. Uh, you have to go find it. Uh, and we will leave it there before I do start crying with laughter. Uh, Abby, Richard, thank you so much for your insight. Uh, what a race. We've got one left. One left. One We're going to Abu chance. Dhabi. Fast, That's crazy God, fast. It's flown. It's absolutely flown. Uh, crazy fast season. Just very, very loosely predictions for Abu Dhabi. 
very loosely. Who's going to win it? I mean, obviously, it's going to be Max. Do you think it might be Max Verstappen? It's going to be Max. I, I do you know what? I am going to back Checo to to finish P two. Okay, because I feel two. like we've had P, we've we've had you know where he's finished P four, P three. Yeah, given them both up, surely he can't do it a third time. I'm going to go P P two, uh, for Max and uh, sorry P two for for Checo, and I really fancy Lewis. Mm. I fancy Lewis. He's a good-looking guy. <laughs> uh, Richard, I'm going to go rogue. I'm going to go Lando Norris. Win I love it. Mm. because the Abu Dhabi circuit suits McLaren's yes. strengths really well. A lot of medium-speed corners, uh, a lot of long straights, um, and I think Lando's driving particularly well. Um, so interesting. I, I mean, no, that's a really long, long shot. So don't blame me if you put money <laughs> on and lose it. But I still think it's Max. But I think Lando will give him a serious run for his money. Well, we'll leave it there. Uh, we'll, of course, be doing a full preview for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix uh, later this week and covering all of the practicing, the qualifying and the race itself. But we'll see you very soon. Thank you very much for listening or watching however you get your podcast. We are the On Track GP podcast and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.